Welcome to the podcast on the count of three. One, two, three. Happy Be birthday. birthday. <laughs> yeah, we won't do the whole thing. No, please. Someone's birthday. Wasn't it? No, no, no. It's, Whose was it's it? It's all past. It was Richard's birthday. Yeah, one year closer to, you know. The Crypt Keeper let him out of his <laughs> <laughs> sarcophagus for one day. It's my, it's my greatest fear. Being buried alive? Yeah. Mm. Can I tell you, I heard a very interesting statistic about... The number of people who are buried alive each year. Don't, is it frightening? Don't tell me this. It's, it's frightening. frightening. How oh, many people no. do you think are buried alive every year? Well, you'd hope none. Yeah. But uh, uh, tipping it's more than one. <laughs> okay. Apparently 2% of the world's population. What? That's so many. That's Richard, that's so many. <laughs> 2% of the world's oh, population. There's yes. like 7 billion people. Yes. Oh, it's heaps. That's a lot. That's many. You're right to be scared, man. You don't want to be buried alive? No. Did you know back in the olden days in the graveyards, and this is a very morbid way to start the the podcast, I'm sorry. They used to... um, Why do we leave all our best bits for the podcast? I don't know. But they used to tie a little string around your finger when they were buried just in case. So if you did wake up, you'd go ding, 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 ding. Oh, you ring a little bell. Ring a little bell. That's so good. They need to go back to that. But if you are the the guy occupying, if you're working at the graveyard, you see a bell ring and you're not like... I'm not digging that up. No. <laughs> I don't want a bar of whatever no, that you'd is. You just down be there. walking through there. You hear and this job, tinkle, tinkle, yeah, yeah. and say, "Did you hear anything?" Go, nah, no, and no, jobs are anything. so hard to come by. So you don't want to be the guy who buried someone alive. Then you lose a job. <laughs> that's, you know, that's <laughs> that's top of mind for you. Yeah. It's like, I need this. Yeah, Gone I need this. A very economy. weird path. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, happy birthday! In oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. It's your kid's birthday, isn't it? Which one? Yes, my daughter's birthday is on Monday, which is September 11. But we're having a little party for Uh-oh. her today um, and the best parties are the ones where you don't have to do anything where you go to a venue we're, go- we're going to like a painting place so it's you know like those Pinot and yeah, Picasso paint and sips yeah like I hope that. they're not sipping how old well, are they 11 10 they're, they're nine <laughs> right so okay. hopefully it's just water in their cups you'd, and it's not yes, gin and tonic you'd hope um, well not yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we go there and <laughs> The lady uh, just takes them through. They paint. They stop and have something to eat. So I'll bring oh, some. That sounds great. And then yeah, a cake you gonna, afterwards. You're going to paint with them? No, I don't think so. No, come on, I'm, paint I'm something and bring in, it in. I'm probably in supervising. But you mentioned earlier about the kind of cakes that you love. What, what, what were they? Sarah Lee. And funny enough, I bought my daughter for a birthday cake a Sara Lee slab. They're the best. Now, they're the best. They're the best. Because what you don't eat, you can't eat. You can't get through it, right? It's huge, the yep. slab. You just freeze it. You've got well, it for it. months. Well, hmm. the man said I can like freeze it for 12 months. And this slab's <sighs> massive. It's fantastic. So I'm disappointed because I was talking to Candace yesterday, gave me a buzz. You said it was a Daryl Lee slab cake. Oh, sorry. And so Sarah. I'm, I, for the last 24 <laughs> she, hours, she's I've just, been really excited. Come on. She's just pumping it up They're a bit. related, aren't they? No. No. Absolutely not. But how can you have two amazing, um, iconic well, confectionery yeah, brands. I think yeah. they're different price points. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with Sara Lee. No, I love the Sara Lee. Yeah, but I was excited about the Daryl Yeah, but Daryl Lee, Lee you can get at the post office now. God, I, can the, you hear what? that? Can you hear that? <laughs> I think it's people snoring. <laughs> Cake chat. Um, Do you think Daryl Lee's been devalued oh, no. by being sold at the, at the post at office? The post, office? Like, post office is full of sad people. You'd agree with that, Richard. But never any music playing I'm in a post office. Because no. I'm getting a... Box to open. It's one of my favourite things is to open a package. Do you know YouTubers get a lot of money to do that? Being filled, it's called like deboxing Unbox- or unboxing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Unboxing. I like watching the stuff on like TikTok and stuff where people just open pen, like take the lids off pens. 
Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Oh, you have some, no, it is some so weird good. proclivities. You're a strange human, man. <laughs> no, it's so good. And the lady has like a really? long nail and she goes through This is like pimple the... squeezing. Yeah, I, yeah, get I it, love that too. See, oh, it's so it's sick, but it's sick so about good. My, my wife will chase me around the house if she sees something on my back that needs to be popped. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. See, yeah, now there's so a good. mental picture no one can unsee. Mm. Hey, uh, big show, uh, competitive eater James Webb joined us. He's number what one. What the hell is that? Well, he eats competitive. So just imagine a lot of food and he tries to down it as quick as he can. So like don't he... invite him over. No. I'm picturing him with a hot, a string of hot dogs all joined together, just pouring them down his throat. Is that the Essentially, kind of thing we're talking Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking sloppers, which he'll explain more I'd prefer about. a Frankfurt than a hot dog. Really? <laughs> that is... <laughs> okay. The, but the, the Frankfurt is Let's in the hot dog. Isn't the Frankfurt <laughs> no, in the no, hot dog? D- d- move on. <laughs> oh, you're move talking... On. Okay, no, I was trying to be too <laughs> literal. Move on. <laughs> Hey, if you want a free Warriors tattoo, I can tell you where to grab one. Um, and yeah. Aaron Woods joined us. Where would you be grabbing one? Uh, well, you've got to go to New Zealand, right. unfortunately. And you can then grab one there. <laughs> yes, you? you can, right. but I'll let you know more uh, right. in the podcast. And uh, look, big finals chat with um, Aaron Woods joined Woodsy. us from Triple M NRL. Very Has Woodsy sad. played in a grand final? Well, he was at the Dogs. He was at the... Oh, I could be rattling off clubs for years. <laughs> Is the dogs of the dragons? See, his, tigers? No, he missed the tigers. His, his name came up when we were talking about whether they should bring back the hundred meter sprint at the half time in the yeah. the NRL, and who would be in that? You have to have played maybe five NRL games, you know, first grade games, sure, to get in there. But I think it would be, be better if they had the slowest, the slowest, because yeah. Woodsy's odds on, <laughs> and he is Mate. odds on to be tailed off. One speed. Yeah. What do they call him? The Vespa. <laughs> One speed. <laughs> He's um, a Vespa towing a caravan. Yes, I know. But he speaks very eloquently and he I did know, so about the finals. Loves, we love him. Um, have a wonderful weekend. Go the riff, quite obviously. Get really? it done against the Waz. Do you like the, the that riff, expression? No, the riff I don't and like the Waz. Now you're sounding like you really like rugby union. The whiff and the Waz. No, no, riff. Riff. The riff. The riff. The the riff, riff, I know, okay, riff, I know, but Penrith. still I don't like it. Just no, no, call no. them either the Panthers or the Warriors. Fine, because okay. I don't like it either. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go. The Riff and the Waz, what is that? Yeah, who are you? Have a bit of fun. Go get your pink cashmere sweater and put, take oh, it off Oh, there's shoulders. that bullying I've been missing so much. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Finals time, baby. A huge weekend of it in the NRL to review one of the matches to preview the next three on the cards. Uh, manly prop. An all-round legend, Triple M NRL commentator, uh, Aaron Woods. Good morning, mate. How was Tipsy Tuesday, Woodsy? I was good. No dramas, which is always a bonus, guys and girls. Did yeah. you dress up? As yeah, a I actually went. I got... No, no, no. Come on, mate. I got... Um, <laughs> we got best dress. Uh, I went as Alan from The Hangover. Oh, actually, yeah. Actually, I saw pictures yeah. of that. And now... Yeah. My favourite line out of that movie. Uh, look after Alan. I think there's something wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's so what went, Beck, our producer, says about you every yeah. every Saturday. <laughs> no, it was a good day. Um, you know, obviously, wasn't great to celebrate getting knocked out of the the, uh, the competition, but it was just good to have a, a beer with the boys. Obviously, been a long season, uh, but it was just good to you know, in a quiet company, and no dramas happened. Uh, let's kick things off. Last night, Broncos storm an absolute thumping, twenty six nil. But it was really bittersweet to watch, wasn't it, Woodsy? Oh, definitely. You know, it was uh, it was a great performance from the Broncos. Like just the physicality, defensively, they just got stuck into the storm. But you walked away from the game. Just you know, there's a little bit of a, a bit of me that was a bit upset knowing that Pappenhausen's in for another long-term injury. Um, I still, you know, he's only a young fella. He's still got a couple of years left on his career, and he's shown that he's come back from a long off season, a long 
surgery before. So really hope they just fix what's wrong there and he just gets on the road to recovery as soon as possible. Those Storm, you know, outside players, they know that Reese Walsh is going to try and get on the outside of him, but you just can't stop him, can you? Oh, it's it's one thing to know he's going to do it, Frio, but it's always 10 times harder to stop it. You can you can plan and practice it all week. You know, you can have, you know, a dummy Reese Walsh at training, but they just can't replicate what he does on the field. He's just so quick, the way he moves, you know, in and out. Um, a couple of times they did the right thing, but they just didn't hit and stick. They Reese Walsh, just because he's so quick and nippy, just bounced off the defenders and just created the overlap. And the good thing about Reese Walsh as well, you know, when he scored that first try, he went himself. And then the second time he throws a little short ball to Ricky, it just shows you he's got footy smarts and he's just evolving each game he plays. Broncos kept um, Melbourne scoreless, and it's the first time they've ever done that in the club history. What kind of message is that sending every other team out there? Well, Candice, it's just showing you that, yeah, we talk about Broncos, they're, they're attacking so good, but defensively this year, they're in the top four for a reason. Um, and it wasn't just like not letting them score on points. It's the way that they did it and the way they went about it. They were physically over the top of them from the get-go. You know, it was 8-0 at half time, but honestly, being at the game, it felt like they were up 20 nil. Um, mm. Just how much they just controlled that game. Melbourne just looked flustered and, and out of options. They you were toothless, see... Woodsy. Toothless. Yeah, you, you, like you just never see the likes of Harry Grant, Cameron Munster come up with so many poor options and, and poor passes to the ground. It's a credit to the, the Broncos' defence and how hard they've been working for each other. Woodsy, Broncos will have the week off, but Melbourne will play the winner out of the Roosters and Sharks, which the game is going to be played later on today. Um has Melbourne got it to win another game? Look, I think they do because they're going to go back to Melbourne, but it's, that loss is huge for them. You know, emotionally, losing Pappenhausen, you know, it would have been so good to get him back for these last couple of games, but to lose him for such a long period again, it's going to hurt the group. And then you also got to remember Coates got injured. He hurt his ankle, which doesn't look good for next week. And they had a couple of HIA, so they're mm. going to be a little bit busted and wounded going back there. Um, this depends on how the Roosters and Sharks get through this game. Uh, there's always an opportunity. Uh, playing Melbourne in Melbourne's a tough ask, but you know you can't you can't go against them. They've had such a good record over the years. Let's move into preview mode. The Mighty Panthers up against the uh, Warriors this afternoon. You can hear it live on Triple M. I've not seen such disparate odds in a qualifying final for a long time. Panthers very short to get the job done. Uh, Woodsy, you reckon they can? Oh, and how happy are you too? <laughs> uh, about? Oh, I'm sure you've told everyone all day, every day. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I think they're, they're massive favourites. You know, when I heard Sean Johnson was ruled out with the calf, um, I just was a little bit disappointed because I thought they had a really big opportunity. I reckon they could have taken Penrith, especially without Luai, and then hearing that Targo's out as well. So it's going to be a big one. Uh, I reckon physically in the middle, the Warriors will be able to match them with Fanua Blake, Toe Harris, and Mitch Barnett. It's just the options at half and, you know, the kicking game. We saw Adam Reynolds last night just control the game, you know, the leadership and, and where he kicked to. I think that's what they're going to miss from Sean Johnson. That's where Nathan Cleary is just going to really, you know, make them pay. The Knights are on a massive roll, just sort of bursting through the front door of the finals, and the Raiders look like they're going out the back in a shopping trolley. But is that reflective of how you see it? Yeah, I think it is, Frio. I just think, you know, Canberra have limped in only because of the injuries. You know, they've lost Papa Lee with injury. Horsberg suspended. Uh, Sebastian Chris last week. They're just losing their big guns. You know, you've had to shift White into centre because of just the injury toll that they've had. Um, and then, you know, you look at Newcastle. They just come good at the right time, you know. I think it was nine weeks ago, Adam O'Brien was all but gone. Uh, they had a 66-0 win against the Bulldogs, and they've won nine straight since. So this could be, you know, massive. And, and just the form they're going in, they got the rest Ponga last week. 
and he'll come back. That left edge has just been absolutely on fire. I've got some worries for, for Canberra's right edge to, uh, to tomorrow. Uh, how important is Ponga to the Newcastle Knights? I, I sort of liken him in the fullback and, and the role that he plays is, is not too dissimilar to what uh, Jared Hayne did in 2009 for Parramatta or even Ben Barber back in 2012. Yeah, I totally agree, Candice. Everything that happens good at Newcastle, Ponga's got his name written all over it. And for him to be able to have a rest last week and, and, and rest that shoulder, um, it'd be a massive boost for them. You go into this game quietly confident. Uh, and then the team would be even more confident because they got had a good win without him. Uh, they've shown that they can do it without him. But like you said, they need him there firing because the form he's had since he's gone back from 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 five eight to fullback, he's just been a new player and he's just changed the whole direction of that team of Newcastle. And that's why they've won nine in a row because he's just got more ball. It looks like he's confident since he's come back from all those head knocks, and and he's just exciting to watch. Ken, he's one of those players that you go to games whether you're. You know, you're a Newcastle or Canberra supporter. You just love watching Caitlin Ponga. That game tomorrow uh, at 4 o'clock, you can hear that right here on Triple M and the listener app as well. This one, well, you'd think it would be the closest. It's a real line ball. The Sharks, Roosters, uh, 7.50 kickoff tonight again on uh, Triple M and listener. Which way are you leaning, Woodsy? Oh, look, I think it's a it's a flip of a coin, this one. I'm going to go with my old teammate Sharks because they're playing at home. Um, but the form the Roosters have shown over the last couple of weeks, the big guns are firing, you know, um, since they've moved, moved Suwali back to wing, he's been so dominant. Um, Joey Manu's back from the hamstring injury. And I just think the only thing for the Roosters is the no Jared Rura Hargraves, the spiritual leader in the middle. You know, and they're going up against the Sharks forward pack that, you know, Braden Nueli, uh, Royce Hunt, they're just going to try to attack them through the middle without their, the big guns on there and Hargraves. So um, I just think it's a toss of a coin, but I just think Sharks will get them being playing at home. All right. Um, you on your way home? You're at the airport? Yeah, we're at the airport. Had a good night last night and, yeah, flying back for the game. Going to do that game tonight with the Roosters and Sharks. Hopefully you don't have any more of that turbulence because I heard the person sitting next to you on the flight up there <laughs> oh, couldn't oh, handle oh, the Candace, sweat oh, dripping off oh, you. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sweating thinking about it now. <laughs> really? You're a nervous flyer? I'm. You know me, for I can't even do lifts by myself. Oh, I, I <laughs> that just is want true. to fly Very somewhere with you. Hey, Woodsy, what does a good night mean? What does a good night mean, Woodsy? Um, I'll tell you off air. <laughs> uh, we'll hear on the call tonight, Roosters, Sharks. You're a legend. We'll talk to you soon, Woods. See you guys. Thanks for having me. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Handing the reins over to one Candace Warner. Yes, well, like we mentioned before, um, I was a bit fired up. And I fired up because I saw how well Adam Reynolds played Oof. last night for the Broncos. All on a string In their stuff. victory over Melbourne. And, and I'm fired up because... He less left South Sydney. Mm. Um, he wanted a two-year contract at the time. Um, a boy who grew up on the streets of Redfern, premiership winning, a halfback. Um, the leadership at South, I mean, it's got to be looked at. Uh, how you let him go is beyond me. And, you know, now we're hearing reports that more people have left um, the Bunnies and it's not just the players. So we know Sam Burgess and John Morris yes. have exited. Um, now physio... Eddie Farrer, who has been at the club for almost 18 to 20 years, he's gone and taken his two understudies with him. Brian Stowe, head of operations, he has also gone. So something is going. Something bad. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, I was reading the newspaper yesterday and um, they're saying that, you know, given the roster that Jason Demetrio has, um, if he can't turn things around for South, then, you know, he may be shown the door. And there's talks that Wayne Bennett could be 
you know, linked back to the club. But the person who I'd like to see back there is um, Michael Maguire, won the premiership for South in, you know, coached the, the side in 2014. Yes. He seems to be a pariah now. He's... When mm. they, they won. But it's not just um, what he did for South. I mean, like I said, the leadership has got to be changed. It's the culture that he created with the team. He gave them the opportunity to create their own culture and they all bought into it. So as a paying South fan, um, in 2000, before 2012, they couldn't make the top eight. There was always just hope. Yeah. Michael Maguire comes in, who I'm just saying he's got to be given the job if Jason Demetrio doesn't step up. Um, he took them in 2012 to the semifinals, uh, 2013 to the prelims, and then they won. He also knows how to manage these big personalities, mm. which we know has been the big talking point. Um, when he was there, he looked after Ben Teo, Sam Burgess, Lottie Dakiri was even there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just to see Adam Reynolds play that well last night, I think South has got it completely wrong and um, things have really got to change and I'd love to see Michael Maguire back there. Very interesting. You said he is a pariah and he is and he's a pariah now because of his structure and his strictures. Back at South. That's why he was let go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's um, very intense. Very intense. But it you know would what? seem that that's the sort of intensity they need. It's got to go back to hard worked. work and yeah, scrapping. Yeah. yeah, it's got to go back to hard work and just scrapping. That's what South is about. And and Michael Maguire, I mean, if Jason Demetrio doesn't turn things around with the roster they've got and getting Jack Whiten in, I mean, he's He's got he's a got task, to go. though, because he's got a whole new coaching team to a point. Mm. And that's, you know, I, I guess there's an upside and downside of that. He gets the people he wants. Maybe these are people he didn't want, but he gets the people he want, wants. But it does put pressure on you. You've got your own coaching staff. It's all yours now, mm. so it's all on you. But he's done it before. I mean, he did it with Wigan. Um, he, he can do it again, and right. I, I'd just love to see him back there. Candace doing a bit of digging. Good stuff. Yes. Uh, what did you make of this? A historic decision on whether to include cricket as an official sport at the 2028 Olympic and Paralympic Games has been postponed. Um, so a green light to play would also guarantee T20 form of the game gets run at 2032 Olympics in Brisbane. I would love to see it. We saw it um, get played at the Commonwealth Games, the, the women's T20 side. That was sort of a, a test. And eight teams were in that. Australia won. So it was actually played in the 1900 Olympics in Paris. And mm. the reason why they're saying they're going to bring it back, well, one of the reasons is it's that. because India's got so much money. No, it's not about the money. <laughs> yeah, what you reckon? But it's, but it's about, you know, those countries like India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, mm. India, for such a big country, have only won 35 medals know, at an terrible. Olympic Games. And it's <laughs> for them, the Olympics is like a niche event. Um, and could you imagine putting cricket in the amount of extra eyeballs on the Olympic yeah. Games? And what? money. I'm surprised yes. it's not an Olympics. I mean, one of the Olympic sports for 2024 is breakdancing. So oh, what is that? That is not a sport. I'm sorry if you do breakdancing. I'm sorry mine. for all those breakdancers listening to Triple sport, M. right? Parkour, <laughs> arguably not. Um, there's certain things in the Olympics shouldn't be there. Anything where the pinnacle of the sport is not the Olympics. So okay, tennis. Should not be there. So no, should, you, tennis shouldn't no, be there because the Grand Slams are the pinnacle of that. Interesting. Sport. Well, so I'm, they shouldn't be. What there. about rugby sevens? Uh, rugby sevens. I like rugby. It's a sevens. small enough sport to say that it could be their biggest thing, but there are other sports in there like golf. Now the majors are always going to be bigger than the Olympics, All right, so they I, shouldn't be in the Olympics. Can I just say? So we're talking about tennis. I reckon that Rafa Nadal, um, he's at the back end of his career, may use the Olympics as his um, swan song. Yes, yeah, swan song. Because the Olympics is in Paris, does that mean the Olympics will be played um, for tennis on clay? I in don't Paris, know. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't think it. Do you, I don't think it, do you play on the it, surface that the country is known for? I don't think so. 
I okay. don't think that's the case. Yeah, I don't know Begs that. the question. I mean, there's some, a lot of sports at the Olympics that shouldn't be there. What should on one triple three five three? What sport do you want to see at Horse the Olympics? Horse racing. <laughs> that, you know what? That would actually be really that. good. Tug of war. Wouldn't be bad. Tug of war. Yeah. Actually, it would be the pinnacle of the tug of war sport. I'm, I'm in for that. I've got massive lungs. When I was born, the, the doctor was like, wow, this kid has huge lungs. So my, I can hold my breath for a long time. Bit of breath holding. But oh, you, like, don't, you don't hold your breath for tug of what war. About, what about? No, this is separate. <laughs> <laughs> this is separate so to the breath, tug of war. Breath holding. Breath holding. No, underwater. free diving. Free di- uh, plunge, distance plunge. You could get, get good at that. I could. You could hold your breath. Absolutely. Let's get it going on 13353. Right. What sport should we... Inducted into yeah. the Olympics. Yeah, and they can be as obscure as you like. Yeah. And breath holding's up. What yeah. about eating? Competitive eating. That, no, there's, well, we, there's certain we would do country, well. Ha, we do hey, really well. Certain countries, they're not used to eating a lot. Oh, okay. So what? <laughs> well, it's a big disadvantage. You want it as, you know, egalitarian as you can have it, aren't you? One, one triple three five three <laughs> is that. the number. What uh, sports do you want to see inducted into the Olympics? Can I tell you a sport that I just thought would be really good? If we've got time, can I? Can I? Yes, you may. Right. It is your okay. show, Candice. So Go I, for it. I see people, mainly women, around the, our country that make the, the trip from their car. They've just been to the shops, the grocery store, from their car to their house. How many bags can you fit on your arms and Damn. maybe do a 50 or 100 oh, metre? You're serious? Yeah. Great one. That's well, a great one. Well, let's just get cheese rolling in there as well, you know? The, oh, that is a good one. Yes. Actually, I like cheese rolling. Pizza making. <laughs> pizza making. Pizza making. something wrong with you two. No, there's it's not. Really cheese rolling. I challenge you at um, the shopping bags too. Actually, your your uh, sport got exited from the Olympics. What was that? Discontinued. Which Underwater one? swimming. So that would have been for you. Oh, I was so good at that as a kid. Yeah. All right. One triple three five three. Our best caller today getting $100 suspended at Red Rooster. The Rooster's calling you to try a mega box at Red Rooster today. Uh, what sport should be in the Olympics, Damien? French's Forest. Um, I picked squash, um, but also netball, um, because it's a leading, um, female sport. Maybe it's not in there at the moment because not enough men play it, but they were were two that I thought. I could never figure out why squash wasn't in there, particularly if tennis is. You've got a good point. Well, it's, it's it's not really. It's a Commonwealth Games sport. Yes, but has it got enough international teams? I mean, there's only about four that can win it. Yes. Australia, New Zealand, Jamaica, England. Ten pin bowling. Get it brewing. I used to play squash and netball, so I would thrive in this. Yes. Like in an obscure Olympics, I'd thrive. (laughs) (laughs) You watch someone come on and say, drinking. Drinking should be. Well, we'll see. Uh, I know people who who, take that to Olympic level. We've got Taylor in Penrith. What do you reckon? Hi, guys. Um, Look, I'm following up. That guy just took mine, but netball. Yes. Because obviously Australia is so bloody good at it, and we'd get a gold medal for us. Mm. Yep. So why shouldn't netball be in it? Stack the deck. That's what you're saying. That mm. it's not in there is because USA does not have a team. And if USA doesn't have a team, often those sports don't make it in the Olympics. Very good thing. Very Definitely. good. Very good point there. I hope they don't take equestrian out. They're always ta- talking about taking the equestrian out of the Olympics because it's so bloody expensive. Yeah. You've got to bring horses from all and quarantine them and, you know, it's difficult. That's it. And they, they want to get rid of it. But I, dog I, rolling? Dog rolling feels dog. like RSPCA would be on your case yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty quickly. It sounds really odd, <laughs> yeah. dog rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're going really well. Well, I'm just, my mind is just going in yeah. some amazing Sometimes places. it should stop. Yeah. <laughs> Mick, I'm one triple three five three. I didn't say that. <laughs> what do you reckon? What should be in the Olympics? What sport? Be drinking. Ah, oh, there Bang. you are. There it is. There it is.
There it is. Would Mate, you... just, a bit, just about to open up a long neck now. So. How no, would it beautiful. work? Do you reckon would it just be like Sculling. how much? How long does it take to no, you'd drink have to a get, keg or something? No, you have to get cans lined up and torpedo them. Hmm. Well, you can even put the disabled people in there because you only need one. Hello. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> oh, missed, uh, missed the end of <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. I think I move on from that one. Yes. And I might give the... <laughs> Uh, Give it the caller of the day to Taylor in Penrith. <laughs> the Rooster's calling you to try a mega box at Red Rooster today. A hundred dollars to spend oh, that there. Well, didn't it? Four and twenty. We've been there for it all. Australia's original fan food. The Dead Set Legends Player of the Week. And it's a thrill to talk to our Player of the Week live on the phone from the US. He's Australia's number one competitive eater. He is smashing just, world just, records. Just left, right explain that uh, for the listeners. You've just gone competitive eater. He's a competitive, so he eats things competitively. I don't know. Professionally. Uh, professionally. So yes. there's a time limit. You eat as much as you can. Bang. If right. you've eaten the most, you win. Okay. I would have thought. That was pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. To tell us more about it, well, he's here, right? Uh, we're joined by the man himself. James Webb is his name. Uh, good morning, uh, James. A thrill to uh, have you on the show. Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me. James, congratulations on your six, recent success. But I want to know, how do you eat 276 chicken wings in 12 minutes? There must be some serious training going into this. bones in that. Don't try this at home, right? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yeah, there is a bit of training. Uh, it actually starts in the gym. A lot of the, the top eaters in the world, competitive eaters, we, we train for just not just food, but we have to be pretty fit as well. Um, so obviously in the gym helps you build your appetite, helps you, you know, become hungry. And then obviously you have to practice technique. There's a few different ways to eat chicken wings. Um, we all kind of have our own style. So technique is very important. And then obviously having the capacity in your stomach. I mean, 276 wings, that's like nine and a half pounds wow. of chicken meat. That's without bones, right? Right. So like you've got to have space in your stomach. So that's just what, under five kilos, four and a half kilos. You know, in 12 minutes, that's, that's a lot of stomach, oh, you know, real estate you're man. taking up. Man, this is incredible. How did this start? I mean, at what point did you think, I could make a living out of this? To be honest, uh, my fiancé bribed me to go to the Hunter Valley one weekend with like a bit of a food tour. Like we went to the fudge factory, the cheese factory, and we stopped in this pub for lunch. And this pub, I didn't know this, but happened to have Australia's biggest burger. And 55 people had tried it and failed it. So me being the fool that I am, I said, can I try? And uh, I ate it in 23 minutes, and the rest is kind of history. 23 minutes wow. it took you to get that down. You can get four kilos of chicken wings down in 12. <laughs> wow, that is a big James, burger. James, I do want to ask you, uh, a lot of magicians are banned from casinos. Are you banned? Like when, when there is a, like, an all-you-can-eat or an all-you-can-eat, are you banned from that type of thing? Because you would be very expensive. Okay, look, not officially, but I've got three stories that I want to tell you guys. Right. And then you can, you can decide whether I'm banned or not. Sure. Okay. So I've walked, in, I've walked into one all you can eat. at like It opens at 5 o'clock. I was there at like 10 past 5. It seemed seemingly empty. They told me, sorry, sir, we're fully booked. Oh. So that's one instance. Oh, got, they you, recognized you. Even though, uh, They've gone, oh, uh, no. Right? <laughs> Facial recognition. Right. Uh, <laughs> the, the second story I've got to tell you guys is, you know those restaurants where – they bring the food around to your table. Like, for example, Brazilian barbecue, how they get the right. food and bring it to your table. Or, or yum cha kind of or something like that. Correct. They've yeah. uh, they've uh, s- skipped my table numerous times and yep. gone, like, around us. The, the, the drive-by. You've got the drive-by. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yep. That's bizarre. And then one bu- one buffet started turning. It was at 7 o'clock on a Thursday night. 
One buffet started turning off all the lights and putting the chairs up on the table. Yeah. You know, much, <laughs> much <laughs> so, uh, Some... I don't know if that's banned. I don't know if that's banned, banned. but it's more like being ushered out. Yeah, yes. no, you, you are banned. <laughs> uh, let's go through let's go through some of these achievements. I mean, you are it's the world record now for the most amount of wings. Yeah. I mean, quite well, obviously it would be for, like twenty four hours before that, you became the slopper eating champion as well. And is it true you never consumed a slopper in your life before you uh, won the title? Yeah, most people haven't eaten a slopper before. Actually, south of Colorado is the only place you can get a slopper, to my knowledge. What is a slopper? So it's an open-faced cheeseburger. Basically, it's half a hamburger bun, a meat patty, a slice of American cheese topped with green chili. Well, that sounds all right until you got to the chili. Chili, yeah. Yeah. How many did you eat? 32 in eight minutes. Good Lord. Oh, my God. Can you still enjoy food, James, or is it like, is it just everything's competitive now? Can you still go out for a nice meal? What what do you enjoy? What do you take your time with? What do you savour? So to be honest, it, it makes my regular meals more enjoyable because mm. now I can order a lot more of what I enjoy eating. Like I can eat like, <laughs> you know, instead of ordering one or two pizzas, I can order four or five pizzas yeah. and enjoy like every single flavor, right? I get it. Um, actually, the, the only thing for me, and my, my fiancé pulls me up on this a lot, we go out to dinner like as a family or with my friends, and as you can see in the eating contest, my hand is always on my cup, always ready to drink. Mm. I'll be at the table at a civilized meal and my hand's on my cup, and I don't realize I'm gripping <laughs> my cup like someone's trying to steal it from me, right? And my, my fiancé will be like, James, it's okay. You can let go of the cup. It's okay. And I, I don't even realize I'm doing it, but I've got my cup hand Man. ready to go, you know? I get <laughs> That's it. That's probably the uh, funniest one. I get it. Uh, James, just one last question. What's the aftermath? Of this, like when I you, was thinking that. when you're getting one of these, you know, you're swallowing four kilos of chicken wings. It it can't be pretty. Look, to be honest, you're pretty bloated and gassy, like for the next hour. But um, you do some really, really disgusting burps that you don't wish upon anybody. <laughs> and you, you know what? There when has you to be do more, burps, you kind of clean. Oh, but look, after the burps, you feel okay. You feel right. fine. Like you can function. You can go about your day. But about an hour and a half later, you need about. 30 minutes quiet time in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And then you don't wish that, but you know, you make sure that bathroom gets cleaned thoroughly up. Yeah. yeah. So Locked. 30, for minutes. Hours. 30 minutes is short <laughs> with some of the things <laughs> I've seen. Uh, you can see them as well on your Instagram. It's jwebbycaneat. I, I love following you and, and your, your competitive eating challenges. Um, thank you for joining us this morning and uh, well done on being our 4 and 20 player of the week, James. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you for having me and thank you for being a part of my antics. I really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Antics is right. Well done. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Got some scores for us, Candice Warner. Yes, we do. So overnight, uh, the footy, uh, we saw, sorry, I'm just going to, uh, the Broncos absolutely <laughs> annihilate the they storm. Did. No, 26 nil. my goodness. So they'll get a week off. Um, and then Melbourne will play either the winner of today's game, Against the sharks and the roosters, Melbourne could go out in straight sets. I didn't. I didn't think that would be couple of, couple of crucial injuries to uh, them. Injuries. Last night. They looked toothless Ryan last Pappenhausen. night. They will that be playing at home though, and it's it is hard for any team to go down to Melbourne and win mm. down there. So that's well. the only thing, um, you know, in their favour. The Swans, our Sydney Swans, they went down to Carlton last night, seventy four to sixty eight. Richard, what did you make of it? Well, they they just started too slowly. They they got about a thirty odd point lead on the Swans at some stages during the match there, and the Swans they got a great culture. They just kept mm. fighting back and fighting, and they kept they were chasing all night. 
they just couldn't get over the line. If they'd have been in the game a little bit earlier, yeah, I they just they'd... missed the jump. Yeah, they did. Very unfortunate. They missed the start. Because I was surprised because I was watching the NRL flicked it over, yep. caught the last half of it, and I was very surprised to see the Swans still in it. So yeah. good season from eighth. That's that's No, yeah. they've done well. But they? another Sydney team is playing today. The yes. GWS Giants, they're taking on St Kilda from oh, at three twenty at the MCG. They can win that. Go now, the Giants. Toby Green, I think he's just gonna have an absolute blinder. I reckon I reckon they will, Brenda. I reckon yeah. the Giants will win this. Well they did a number on Carlton last week. Oh, a couple of weeks ago. Go. They're yeah, unreal. Uh, they're, they're building. They're building. Hmm. They're, they're, they're building something? They're get, yeah. Just like the Cowboys were building something? <laughs> Your prediction earlier in the year? Anyway, okay. so, so the, Swans lost, <laughs> the Swans lost last night. But last week, the AFLW kicked off and the Swans, uh, the female Swans, they um, won their first ever match. And they're on again today against Collingwood at North Sydney Oval. I nearly said Swanettes, but wash my mouth out with soap. <laughs> that is not on. Uh, in rugby, rugby World Cup, uh, round one of the Group A and All Blacks 13. France 27. See what it did there? Yep. Right. And do you know that this is the first time in history a New Zealand team has lost in the pool stage of I a know. rugby World Cup. So this isn't is it, massive. Isn't it glorious? Mm. Uh, the Wallabies will be taking on Georgia um, tomorrow morning at 2 a.m. So look out for that. Uh, and in the tennis, for, for tennis fans, the U.S. Open uh, semifinal one has been decided this morning where Novak Djokovic beat Ben Shelton um, from America in straight sets. And at the moment, uh, Daniil Medvedev has got the better of Carlos Alcaraz in the first two sets. Um, but Alcaraz is fighting back just like the he Spaniards do. Sh- he should play for the Swans. He just they, he <laughs> will going. not lie down. He keeps going. He's like a machine. Um, circling back on the All Blacks, just to use some office parlance. Oh, there we are. Um, do you know they're predicting a bigger audience for the Warriors Panthers match than that opening game against? Wow. Uh, Are you kidding me? In the Rugby World Cup, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wow. massive. It has swept uh, the nation. Warriors fever over there. Was fever. Um, yesterday, uh, bookmaker Tab NZ they set up a temporary tattoo parlor. In, Auckland, in an Auckland shopping centre, offering mystery Warriors tattoos. Mystery tattoos. You stick your arm in, right. they give you a Warriors right. tattoo. You, you get a for life permanent tattoo. Absolutely. And you don't know what it there is. There was a bit of up the wires. There was the, yeah. the Warrior face, all that sort How of stuff. How many people did this? They turned people away. Stop it. They were turning really? people away. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I nearly madness. bought a ticket. I nearly went over there. I am a turncoat. I would have loved it. A big Mark Tukey back piece. Or oh, Simon Mannering taking your head up. How good Manu was Mark Vatavai. Tukey? I love Tukey. Absolutely. Oh, and listen, what did you um, what did you make of this? Uh, the Sharks-Roosters elimination final. Um, it's probably going to be the closest of the finals. However, it's being played at Points Bet Stadium, which is essentially a construction site. Mm. Only 13,000 uh, people, souls, are allowed into the, uh, the venue. It's probably not enough for a final, you would have thought. Well, it doesn't. You can't win with this one because if you put it all on at the big stadium, the big stadia, they people say, oh, there should be you know some advantage to the local team and they should play it at their home ground. And then, of course, if you do that, everyone's bluing. There's not enough seats. It is a fortress for the Sharkies, um, you know, and it's their change rooms are so much better than the other the other team. And we spoke to Toby Rudolph on the back page on Tuesday night, and he said for so long the fans. Um, couldn't go to Shark Park or what points bet stadium. Yeah. Um, so for them, any time that they get to go there and, and the fans and watch the Sharks play, it's and just really, a real big thing. If you're using the standard of the change room as an excuse for getting beaten, yeah, you but really are no, not. But, it's, right. but I'm just <laughs> saying, but I'm just saying, like if you, if you have come from the Roosters, like if the game was moved to Allianz stadium, that's a game that a, a stadium and a venue that they play at week in and week mm. out. So they're they get an advantage. He's a cat right. amongst so the pigeons. So why would you give them an advantage? He came sixth. You don't need a home ground advantage. Top four get a home ground advantage. That's it. 
Mm. We'll tell okay. that to the sharks. Yeah. Well, I would if they were on the show. They're not. <laughs> that's what that's what I think. It's a no win. You're locking out thousands of people, it's and you got Combank Stadium sitting there. It's a there vexed question. Well, why? Do, okay. Well, then why doesn't the government put in, tip in some money and help? Shark Park. Well, Dipping some money. Well, they couldn't fill it most of the time. It'd be, you know, like, No, they would. They would, <laughs> they would fill it. And look what, out at um, Penrith Stadium, look at uh, the Seagulls. They've all had yeah, they, they are great renovations. That is true. Must be some breeze about because there's some rustling going on. For Bendix, Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. On the line from the home of horsepower, Sandown in Melbourne, Greg Russ. Of course, you can catch his fine work on the Rusty's Garage podcast for free on the listener app. Morning, Rusty. I get Greg Russell, Greg Rush. I get all sorts of things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Rusty. Dan Ricardo. He's yes. shown the fans his injured hand. Oh, look, here my injured hand. <laughs> I don't think he said that. <laughs> and don't do that again. <laughs> well, most of the fans must have all gone, oh, oh, God, he's got an injured hand. How's it Richard, going? He has eight and a half million followers on Instagram. So a lot of people have been interested to see what he's up to, how he is. 13 stitches in that left hand and a plate and some bolts in there after wow. that crash in the lead up to the Dutch Grand Prix. But he was in the gym when he posted that stuff. So he's training. Uh, the recovery's going okay. And I think as we talked about um, last week, very unlikely that he'll contest the Singapore Grand Prix because that's just such a gruelling race. And he may not do Suzuka in Japan the week after. The likely return is uh, is in Qatar. So that kid gets a, another three, two or three goes to stab him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually done a, uh, a ripper job, Liam yes. Lawson. I mean, considering that he's come in at the last minute at the Dutch race and uh, he's been super close to getting some points. I think he's actually made a very good case for why he should be full-time on the grid if they can, um, you know, find a slot for him. Yeah, but is that at the expense of Dan Ricciardo? Uh, I don't think so. It's very early to say something like that at this stage and he's got a, he's got a lot to offer. Even the people that were with Dan for the tyre test that ultimately got him over the line for a return to Formula One have spoken this week glowingly about the job that he did there at Silverstone after the British Grand Prix. So, um, no, he'll be back in the car and let's see what he can do at the back end of the year. Rusty, there's another driver that's just in a league of his own right now. Max Verstappen has broken a record for consecutive wins. Surely that streak will continue. I mean, Candace, he's just in rarefied air, isn't he? I mean, yeah. the, the, the 10 consecutive wins in a season, never been done before. Um, he's a, a step ahead, it would seem, of his, his teammate in Checo Perez. So uh, that car's good. He's in great form. And as you say, the tally is very, very likely to continue. The, the Australian guy that sort of handed him the race, his first one when he won the World Championship, he must be sitting back thinking, you see, I knew he was the best. <laughs> Don't you reckon? He didn't Richard. He didn't hand it to him. Okay. I know that's your viewpoint. That is not what happened. So, okay. No, that's Richard saying inflammatory things again. Uh, one week of thought until supercars are at Sandown for the 500, Rusty. Just how unpredictable uh, will the traditional Bathurst lead-up race be with these uh, new-gen cars? You and I have talked about the, the Gen 3 cars, and obviously when you get a, a, a new uh, a new toy. There's lots of learnings with that for the teams, and we've had some some trials during the the season. Um, they're, they're talking like those that race with real smarts um, may be in with a, a better shot of a, a podium, but these are ultra-competitive human beings, right, that will want to push the machinery. So I think next week it'll be, it'll be unmissable because of the level of unpredictability in it. You're going to get a few surprises that ultimately end up on that podium, and that is going to really make us rethink 
how the 1000, the great race in October, is likely to play out. Which of the two brands of car, types of car, is the, would you think is the most reliable? You, if you looked at the statistics at the moment, the Camaro has the advantage, but there's been some tweaks for the Mustang along the way, and a few people think that might work for them, particularly at a place like Bathurst. So next week will give us a better indication. Uh, hey, breaking news as well, Rusty, just confirmed. I'm uh, heading to Bathurst, so I will really? see you there, my oh. friend. Oh. Oh. We're going to have a bit of fun at the Red Bull party, Rusty. Yeah. Taking a slab and burying it up on the yeah. hill, are you? <laughs> um, and you're at the Singapore Grand Prix next week, so we'll catch up with you from there. Uh, go well, my friend. Look forward to it. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Oh, we have to ruin your day with a little bit of this. i got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Richard's List of Grievances. I like the footy finals. Oh, no, we just bumped it up. <laughs> I like the footy finals of both sports, major sports, AFL and rugby league. But you know what? They advertise it. Last night, ah, footy finals on 7.50. I think both matches, the broadcast started well, that's, at 7.50. that's fantastic. They're alerting everyone and notifying yeah, everyone prime time. When, yeah. when it's on. Yeah. It. Except the first 20 minutes of that is just a load of crap. That I don't want to see. I, I just want them to go out there, run out the field. Everyone goes, yeah, here's the team kickoff. Bounce the ball. Yeah. Right? I don't want all the other guff. Well, you don't I've like got, the fuss. Well, you know what? I've got a scoop for you. Now that you know the game starts at 7.50, don't turn your TV on at 7.30 <laughs> yeah, you know and watch what? it. 8.10, baby. I'm reasonably time poor, right? So I have to set the TV to come on at the right time, which is the time they advertise. Time poor or it. old? I get it. <laughs> I get it for the broadcaster. Yeah. They want that broadcaster to go as long as possible so they can jam in ads, you know. They, I don't want to go around to every person they've got working at the ground. Oh, what's your guess about what will happen? Oh, no, look, let's go to someone else and get their guess. I'm not interested in their guess. Can it's I a- marginally agree with him just a little bit on one thing? The no, na- national anthem. The national anthem, no. man. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with the national anthem, right? In its place, right? It's very good at international events, this is a club event. You might as well play, mm. you know, up, up, Cronulla. I love like you know, the, the just... pre-game hype. I'm all about it. No, but no. The, the anthem itself, the recorded intro for the anthem is way too long. You know, the, yeah, da, 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 and then it goes through. It's like, not about you, orchestra. Let's get to the words, just you know. Just keep it for international matches. You That's play for it. your country, you sing your national anthem. I would sing the national anthem every day. If well, I that none of those players that I saw last night did. Yeah. They all just I... want to get on with the game. Go. Hit us with it. Yeah. If you if you love it so much, hit us with I it. I am not singing the Yeah, that's what anthem. I thought. Yeah, that's I what do I the intro. Thought. She might just... yeah, da, da, da. Yeah, Give me two minutes because it's <laughs> nah. like a long intro. Nah. Well, anyway, yeah, da, da, da. My Listen. point being, I don't want all the the absolute crap that goes on before they kick off or bounce the if ball. If it was your yeah. team, you would. No, because you when no, my team's playing, well, they're not in I'm the finals. Not, but I'm not interested in other people's guesswork on whether they'll win or whether they'll lose. I just want to see it happen. Okay, well, tonight, just turn the TV on a bit later. Bang. File in, stop, shut up. Saturday Scrum next on Sydney's Triple M. Catch you next week.